You're listening to Cross Section, the podcast of the Summit View Church of Christ. Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord lift his Welcome back to Cross Section. I'm Kevin Jensen, and this is the In Between, Section 8D The Effects of Demon Possession. The In Between is the topic of our Senior Adults and Friends Bible Study. We are looking at the in-between realm between human beings and God and what the Bible tells us about that realm, that realm uh, where there are angels and demons, the devil, heavenly and dark powers, and the spirits of the dead as they await the great resurrection day. And in today's lesson, we'll be looking at uh, some of Jesus' encounters with demon-possessed people, and we'll talk about what is demon possession? What does it look like? Is it just another name for mental illness? Or is it something that uh, really is control of a person by a demonic being? Uh, And if so, what can that demonic being do to the people uh, it possesses? Uh, And so fascinating uh, stuff and scary, but our confidence is in God. And we know that uh, just as Jesus had power over demons, God still does today. And we trust in the power of his Holy Spirit in us. Uh, And yet these things are good for us to think about because they were real. And uh, some today say that they still are. And so let's talk about that. Thanks for joining us for this class. I hope you enjoy it. Let's jump in. Okay, we are continuing section eight. The spiritual realm during the time of Jesus, and I just lost the page that uh, we're supposed to be on, so let me zip down here real quick and we'll get it back. There it is. Okay, Jesus versus the powers of evil. Uh, this is f- stories from the time of Jesus' early ministry. We think his ministry was two to three years, uh, somewhere around there. Um, we think that because there are three Passovers mentioned in the stories about Jesus, as you look through Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Uh, and this is uh, pretty early in that time, in, in the time of his ministry. So we're still hitting a lot of introductory uh, kinds of encounters with uh, the devil and demons, angels, things like that in Jesus' ministry. And, and uh, we'll be getting into uh, Jesus' perspectives on what happens with the spirits of the dead and what he tells us about that. Uh, we'll come to that eventually, too. So let's start in Matthew 9, verses 32 to 34, picking up from where we left off last time. Matthew nine thirty two. While they were going out, a man who was demon-possessed and could not talk was brought to Jesus. And when the demon was driven out, the man who had been mute spoke. The crowd was amazed and said, Nothing like this has ever been seen in Israel. But the Pharisees said, It is by the prince of demons that he drives out demons. We'll talk more about the Pharisees and, and uh, their thought that it's by the power of the devil that Jesus drives out demons. Um, we'll come to another passage about that later. Uh, but for now, uh, Jesus encounters a man who's demon-possessed, and he drives the demon out. We've seen Jesus doing this before. Uh, but what I want to look at today is, what do demons do to people? If you're possessed by a demon, what does that look like? How do demons the people they possess. Uh, so what happens with this man? He's made mute. He's made mute. Yeah, so normally today, in our culture at least, uh, if a person can't talk, we take him to the doctor, right? See if the doctor can figure it out and fix it. It's 
probably some problem with the brain or with the mouth or the tongue or something like that. Uh, but uh, in this case, this man is mute because of a demon. Once the demon's driven out, the man can speak. So let's take a look at some passages about how demons affect people, uh, the people they possess. Okay, so a recurring theme, how people are affected by demon possession. So we just looked at this verse that uh, talks about the uh, demon-possessed man not being able to talk, but then once the demon is gone, he can speak. Matthew 12, verse 22 says, Then they brought him a demon-possessed man who was blind and mute, and Jesus healed him so that he could both talk and see. So that demon caused this man to be uh, blind and mute. Mark 5, verses 2 to 4. When Jesus got out of the boat, a man with an impure spirit came from the tombs to meet him. The man, this man lived in the tombs, and no one could bind him anymore, not even with a chain. For he had often been chained hand and foot, but he tore the chains apart and broke the irons on his feet. No one was strong enough to subdue him. How did the demon affect this man? Super strength. How did he do that? How does the demon do that? I don't know. Um, also made him a bit crazy, as we find out from the story. Uh, he uh, was uh, difficult to be around, apparently. Matthew 15, verse 22, A Canaanite woman from that vicinity came to him, crying out, Lord, son of David, have mercy on me. My daughter is demon-possessed and suffering terribly. So this demon was causing her daughter to suffer, although we don't know uh, exactly what kind of suffering that was. Mark 9, verses 17 to 22, a man in the crowd answered, Teacher, I brought you my son, who is possessed by a spirit that has robbed him of speech. Whenever it seizes him, it throws him to the ground. He foams at the mouth, gnashes his teeth, and becomes rigid. I asked your disciples to drive out the spirit, but they could not. You unbelieving generation, Jesus replied. How long shall I stay with you? How long shall I put up with you? Bring the boy to me. So they brought him. When the spirit saw Jesus, it immediately threw the boy into a convulsion. He fell to the ground and rolled around, foaming at the mouth. Jesus asked the boy's father, How long has he been like this? From childhood, he answered. It has often thrown him into the fire or water to kill him. But if you can do anything, take pity on us and help us. We'll look more at that, uh, that story uh, down the road a little bit. Uh, this is probably the fullest description of how a demon affects uh, the person it inhabits. Uh, so this young man... Uh, cannot speak, according to verse 17. Uh, it seems to go into something like a seizure. Um, it's thrown, he's thrown to the ground. He foams at the mouth, uh, gnashes his teeth, becomes rigid. That, that reminds me of my sister. My sister has epilepsy, and when I would see her have seizures when she was little, uh, that's kind of how it would look. Richard? How do you answer the question that with these people, it wasn't really demons, it was superstition? that if a man couldn't speak or couldn't see or was having epileptic seizures, that they had to come up with a reason, so they came up with demons. Mm -hmm. Yeah. How do I answer that? How do you answer that? Yeah. I say, well, Jesus seems to think it was demons. Um, that's, that's what I would say. Uh, if it's not demons, Jesus doesn't uh, try to dissuade the people from what they think it is. Uh, That's once probably the best point. He doesn't say, hold it, this isn't what's going on. Yeah. Uh, there are a couple of times when the demon speaks to Jesus. 
Sometimes they'll say, I know who you are, the Holy One of God. We looked at that a few weeks ago. Uh, we just read the passage um, about the, uh, the man who was super strong by the power of the demon. And in that story, the demon speaks to Jesus and says, uh, what do you want with us? Don't torture us. Jesus says, what's your name? And the demon says, Legion, for we are many. Apparently a lot of demons possessing that, that person. So, so we, we, see, uh, we see conversation that indicates that there is a demonic presence there also. Um, it's hard for us Westerners, though, to believe that demons really possess people, at least today. That maybe they used to, but they don't today. And uh, if you ask somebody uh, in the church, do demons really possess people today? You'll get a variety of answers from different people. Uh, some will say, oh, absolutely, and they're sure of it, and they may even practice exorcisms in their church. Um, other people will say, no, that was just for when Jesus was, was there, and then the apostles, and by the end of the book of Acts, you, you don't have demon possession anymore. Uh, Naomi asked uh, a friend of mine in uh, Searcy, Arkansas, where Harding University is, before we dropped her off for her uh, um, symposium that she was there for, we got to visit with uh, my friend Alan Howell, who uh, for, I think, 15 years was a missionary in Mozambique, which is right across the, the water from uh, Madagascar, the island off the coast of Africa, where uh, Jenny was, and I visited her a long time ago. Uh, Naomi asked him, um, you know, what, what's your opinion on demons? You know, did you see demonic possessions when you were in Africa? And uh, his answer, I don't remember it specifically. I need to ask her for clarification. I'm sure she remembers it better. Uh, but he, he said something to the effect of, I saw things that sure looked like demon possession. Um, and I, I don't see that as much here, but I saw it there. And so he wondered if in a culture that expects there to be uh, more spiritual involvement in daily life, if uh, maybe the devil does use uh, demon possession more to scare the people, to control the people, uh, whatever. We're here, we don't, uh, uh, we just, our minds aren't as open to it, so it's not worth the devil's time. So, yes. One, one possible answer there, too. Darlene? This really concerns me because of the simple reason if we was to see anybody with half of this, we'd say that guy's high on meth. Look how strong he is. He overcomes the police and whatever. Look at that woman. She's gone crazy. Put her in an insane asylum. Whenever you say people are demon possessed, do we really think and do we? Do you believe that we are demon possessed now? That these poor people that put in insane asylums, or those that do have this craziness about them—excuse me—that's just what I have to call it. Yeah. What What's the answer there? Yeah, I have no doubt that there's demonic activity. Now, that's a little different from demonic possession, right? Um, where the demon's inside the person, controlling the person's mind and body. Uh, but I have no doubt that there's demonic activity, that the devil is involved in their, um, their life and trying to uh, keep them in sin or keep them well, enslaved the drugs, yes. to the drugs or the alcohol or whatever. Yeah, I have no doubt that, that there's demonic activity there. Demon possession, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't either. My brother was put into a place because he was deaf. And this home in Southern California, you would drive by and you would see them laying out on the ground naked and they would be fighting one another, grabbing onto the bars. Yeah. And it, it affected me so badly that we couldn't wait to get David back out of there and put him somewhere else, of course. Yeah. But uh, it's things like that. It does happen. You see people with the same type of things that's going on then. Mm -hmm. 
but we don't say, oh, they're demon-possessed, call Jesus and pull it out of them. Although there is some Catholicism all that believes in taking it out of them. Sure, sure. Yeah, some, some good stuff. Richard? As Christians, even if there is such things, we don't have to worry about it if we are being Christians because Christ through us, we are stronger than any demon. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we see and hear lots of stories of people who are under the influence of others. And I kind of equate that with demonism. Yeah. They, they have this perspective that, that this power is true. Mm-hmm. Well, they're going to be controlled by it. But we as Christians don't have to worry about it. No demon can take us over. Yeah. Now, Christ gives the parable of the person whose house got cleaned and, and he didn't fill it up with good things and the demons came back worse than ever. Mm-hmm. And if we fill it up with the spirit, there's no reason for us to fear. Yeah. Mm, that's well said. Yeah. yeah. Ramona? Yeah. yeah. That's my question to you. I mean, is, are they demon possessed or demon? What was the other way? Oh, uh, demonic involvement. Demonic involvement. Yeah. Yeah. I would say all sin and all sexual sin uh, is something that the devil wants to promote whenever he can. Um, I don't necessarily think that that's caused by demonic possession or, or some such. Um, you know, if you have a man who wants to have his way with a lot of women, that's just as bad a sin. Um, but we, we wouldn't usually think that's caused by demonic possession. Yeah. But if a person were possessed by a demon, you know, that demon might push them to do anything he could make them do. Yeah. I Yeah, that's a, that's a complex conversation. Um, there are people who uh, have a mental disorder called sexual dysphoria, where they, they just, uh, th- their minds don't work right when it comes to uh, seeing themselves as male or female. There are some people who have that, that issue. Um, and then there are others, who, I think, who uh, choose, you know, to be this way or that way. Um, so there's, there are issues of sin there, there are issues of understanding your value in God's sight. Some people don't value themselves as much as God does, and so they uh, don't see themselves as God does. Is the person born that way and cannot help it? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, there seem to be some people who are born more that way than others, but I'm getting into territory there that I'm not very yeah. uh, well qualified to, to um, discuss. So, but but what, I, what I've heard from people who study this sort of thing very carefully, um, got to be at a presentation a couple years ago at a workshop where one of the world's leading experts on sexual dysphoria and such uh, talked about transgenderism and homosexuality, things like that. And his, his take on it was um, he has seen people who, he has counseled with people and helped people who uh, they, their, their brain just doesn't work right when it comes to gender. Um, but there are a lot of other people out there that you know, just want to do what they want to do. 
too. So you get both, and that makes it really confusing and hard to know. It makes it hard to um, address the um, variety of situations out there with just one approach. You know, every person's a little bit different. You have to figure out what's, what's going on in their life and, and then work with them and, and love them and, and help them. I guess all we can do is pray for them. Yeah, I, know, I, think, I think we can. Uh, and I think we should. Um, all of us have problems in our lives. All of us have sin that we deal with. Every person's situation is a little different. Um, and God loves every one of us. Uh, and I think we can look at, at each person and love them for who they are and try to help them do what God wants them to do. Kevin, do you remember years ago, you're young, but they used to say anytime somebody did something wrong, the devil made me do it. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. That's demonization there. <laughs> I don't understand it yet. Is there that much demonization, you think, today, or are they just not being accountable for their own actions? I worry about people that are mentally ill and mm-hmm. those that do wrong. Are they possessed by the devil? And are, is it not their fault? <laughs> or truthfully, should they have their hands smacked and put in jail or whatever? You know, I, yeah. it's confusing. I, I see it here. Yeah. But Jesus isn't walking here where saying, I can heal you now, right. which I know he can. Right. But it's here they can visibly see it. Yeah. That, it's hard for me to comprehend. Mm-hmm. That man who was at the tombs and he was super strong, he could break the chains and everything, yes. he definitely had a mental disorder going on caused by the demons that were inside of him. Uh, I don't know if that's the case for every person with a mental illness. Uh, my sister has a serious mental illness. She, she's doing really well with it right now, but it's still hard on her. Um, and she has been a faithful Christian all her adult life. Uh, and, and yet and yet was affected by this. So I'm pretty convinced that not every mental illness is caused by demons. Just like I would say not every, um, uh, not every blind person was made blind by a demon. But demons can cause blindness, as we've seen in the text already. Uh, and demons can cause mental, mental illness. Um, so and I think we have to be sensitive to both groups, both those who, through no fault of their own, and those who maybe open themselves to the presence of a demon. Uh, something like that. Yeah. Uh, okay, we got uh, Kara Lee, Earl, Mary Jo, and Richard. Wow. So, whatever order you want to get to, them, Monica. <laughs> Satan's the great deceiver, and he is looking to use anything he can to bring people to him. So, whether it's a weak mind, whether it's circumstances, we all need. So, so we do our best to show the love of God to every person. Um, we call them to do what's right, but we also do so tenderly in the hope that they'll come to Christ. Yeah. Mary Jo? Okay, you may not want to answer this question, and if you don't, I, I, I understand. Fair enough. Okay, when your father lost his hearing, yeah. did he have anybody make a comment that it was demons? Did your, fa- your family yeah. ever hear this statement made? Oh, that's a good question. Um, did, did we ever, when my dad lost his hearing, did we ever hear anybody um, blame his hearing loss on demons? I don't remember anyone saying that. 
Um, he, he lost his hearing very gradually uh, since he was real tiny um, and uh, was pronounced officially deaf, legally deaf, I guess, uh, when I was about 11. He was about 36, I guess. Um, then it's gotten worse since then. He's lost total hearing in one ear and still has a little bit in the other ear. Um, I don't remember anyone ever saying that. For which I'm grateful. I mean, I think if they had, I, I would have felt like that was rude. Who are they to say that? No, no, it's an excellent question. Very good question. And respectfully presented. I appreciate it. Richard? As I listen to that, what I'm going to say has changed. Uh, your question about losing the hearing. I was legally blind. My eyesight was four two hundred in one eye and twenty four hundred in the other eye. Mm. That kept me out of Vietnam. That wasn't a demon. That was God. Mm. Mm. Uh, Christ to the Pharisees says you are of the father, your father, the devil. This goes back to who's the greatest demon? Mm-hmm. And Christ says, you're either for me or against me. We're guided by one, one of two powers. I, I truly believe that there is mental illness that, uh, that you talked about that can be helped and that it is a disease. I am convinced that a lot of mental illness is brought on because we are spiritually ill. We're not willing to follow after Christ. We can be pulled into all kinds of things. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah, well said. Earl, you've been waiting a long time, so thank you. Uh, You know, Back when I was a kid, probably back in the mid-50s, we had a friend that, uh, they had two daughters. The oldest daughter was a, oh, great big person. I mean a big person. Tall, broad, she wasn't fat. She was just a big person. And her dad was a big person. And she would have spills and she would tear things up, beat her dad and mom up, everything else Hmm. and later on oh I think she was probably in her late teens maybe early 20s they put her in her side doctors have no had no idea what wrong back in the 50s you know the doctors didn't have the knowledge and the means to handle these people back then Mm -hmm. so they put people in in the same asylums you know, she later later on, I think it was her late twenties, she passed passed on in this asylum. They kept her restrained all the time. Because mm-hmm. she would beat the people up and just tear everything up. But I don't know if you remember that the movie of Dustin Hoffman and I can't remember what he was portrayed as. He had some sort of a uh, disease. And you know Back then, that's what they did with people with this disease, was put them in asylums mm-hmm. because they didn't know. But I truly to believe to this day that she was possessed by demons. I was probably about, I don't know, seven, eight, nine years old. 
And I can remember her. She walked in the door today. Huge, huge person. Mm. But you know, I uh, uh, I feel really sorry for these people. That uh, you know, uh, doctor didn't have the knowledge they do now. Nowadays, they have a lot of knowledge mm-hmm. on this, and most of it is, is short connections in the brain. Yeah, that that's what I've read, yeah. and uh, so. But you know, later later on in life, her mother was beaten up at Fred Myers, mm. and later on died from this beating that she took. Mm. I think first I think she had fifty dollars in her, and this is just a few years ago. And you know, I her her dad died of a heart attack several years ago, and I do believe these folks were so stressed out over their daughter, very nice looking young lady, and her sister is probably I don't know three four years from now, beautiful beautiful young lady, very good health, and but you know. I just wish our doctors knew a lot more about this and if there would be a cure. Yeah, and praise God that we, we have some treatments for some of these mental illnesses. And it may be, you know, I, I wonder if um, uh, one of the ways God's blessed us in our time is, you know, maybe a, maybe a demon could come in and, and tweak something in the brain and make it not work right. But then God has blessed us in some cases with medicines or treatments that can repair the damage done by the demon, uh, which is, you know, a really interesting thought, too. So thank God for those times when we can help. But, man, a lot of heartbreaking stories out there. Carolee? Um, when the father came to Jesus and his daughter had died, and um, he needed help, all these people cried out for help to Jesus. Yeah. When we don't understand things, we know we need that help. Yeah. We That's cannot right. see how it's going to work out. That's right. And I love that father's reply. And he said, well, if you can help her, do it. And Jesus said, if I can, yeah. Yeah. help me and help me. Yeah. yeah. That's going to be a good passage for us to look at in, in more detail later on. Um, I, I fairly often catch myself saying to God, if you can help me with this, and I remember that story, <laughs> that uh, uh, God says, uh, Jesus says, what do you mean, if I can? Yeah. Let's look at uh, a few more passages here, and then we'll close up. Um, Oh, notice, by the way, it's, you know, I started to say a minute ago something about, um, okay, thank you. I started to say a minute ago something about sometimes people might open themselves to demonic influence. I think Judas did that. Uh, He let the devil enter his heart. But uh, some people are demon-possessed, and they've done nothing wrong. You know, uh, children. Jesus ran into children who were demon-possessed. And surely they didn't do anything to deserve that, right? Right. so even if a person's demon possessed, doesn't necessarily mean they've done something, something wrong. So that's that's good for us to think about. Okay, a uh, couple more passages of scripture here. I think one more, one more, last one, and then we'll close up. Luke thirteen ten and eleven. On a Sabbath, Jesus was teaching in one of the synagogues, and a woman was there who had been crippled by a spirit for eighteen years. She was bent over and could not straighten up at all. And so that sounds like you know osteoporosis or some such. Uh, something that's that's bent her back and her neck so that she cannot stand upright. And Jesus heals her uh, that day. 
18 years this spirit had afflicted her in this way. Uh, and Jesus made a stop. So sometimes these demonic possessions can last a long, long time. All right, uh, let's stop there. We've actually, we've covered only a little bit of text, but we've covered a lot of ground uh, in terms of how we think about demonic possession. Is it real? Is it around today? Uh, we don't have a lot of answers there, but I think it's good for us to keep at least something of an open mind um, because we know there are demons out there still. And we know that demons can at least be involved in people's lives, even if they don't possess them necessarily. Um, We've talked about uh, mental illnesses and, and how demons might play a role in that. And we certainly see at least one example of that here in these passages we've looked at today, as well as other physical maladies, uh, too. Uh, the, uh, the, 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 the conclusion of this kind of conversation, I think, always has to be what Carol Lee brought up a couple of times. And that is, uh, when we think about demons and such, they ought not to occupy our attention too much. But we always look back to God. And remember that it is in God that we find our strength. Uh, as John says in, in the book of 1 John, uh, greater is he who is in you than he who is in the world. Uh, and so uh, we rely on God and he will protect us, help us, defend us. And if we are afflicted by a demon, he'll still be there for us. You know, he will still help us. Jesus certainly took a lot of abuse from the devil, especially when he was killed. Um, the devil was very much involved in that. Uh, but God, God helped him and raised him from the dead. And that's where our hope is, especially. Well, let's, let's pray and we'll close up today. I'm glad to be back with you today and look forward to being with you again next week. Dear God, as we think about uh, demons and demon possessions and the things that demons have done to people in the past, may continue to do today, uh, Lord, we're, we're troubled by this, but, but not without great hope because you are our God. And in you is our strength. We thank you for the deliverance that Jesus gave to so many of these people uh, afflicted by demons in his time. We thank you for the deliverance he continues to give today. Lord, protect us from the influence of the evil one and his minions. Uh, guard us and guide us in the way that we should go and help us to do what's right in your sight, that we may always receive your blessing and that uh, we may uh, see you smile upon us. Lord, bless us as we go from here today. Guide us and Help us in the things that we need to do. Bless us with good health and, and strengthen us each day. And bless our church, dear Lord. In Jesus' name, amen.